The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Listeners, today is Sunday, July 16th, 2023, day three of Exotica Miami. I'm your host, Papi Chulo, here live at the Miami Airport Convention Center for the largest adult expo in the nation, where anyone and everyone can explore their wild side. It is day three, and through these podcast episodes, you're going to feel as if you are in the middle of this phenomenal convention. Stay tuned for interviews with some of your favorite porn stars, content creators, cam models, and sex experts. You might hear interviews with some of the vendors as well. You're going to get a front row seat at several of the seminars that are part of the Exotica Seminar Series. So, what are we waiting for? Our exclusive coverage of Exotica Miami Day 3 starts in 3, 2, 1. This is Papi Chulo here at Exotica Miami 2023 and I'm here with Lily Bell. How are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you enjoying your time here in Miami? I'm loving it. It's been a really great time so far. I feel like this is not the best convention as far as Exotica can offer. I really like Jersey and Chicago, but as far as like my friends that are all here and the fans that I've gotten to talk to and meet, and I got to go to the beach, so I'd say overall, I'm happy. As I've been saying to other performers, this convention really is like a big party. It's a party convention. And having all of these performers in town, it's almost like a high school reunion. I would say so, and I mean, to be honest, like, it took me going across the country to hang out with Alex Cole, where we were able to talk, like, hours and hours on end, and to be honest, we wouldn't have been able to do that if we were in L.A. on a set, you know? So, I find that Exotica is really special because I get to make those connections with performers and with others, and I cherish that a lot. Absolutely. Now, we've got to talk about you. Because you've done, if I'm not mistaken, 300 scenes, 300 in total, and you have been heavily featured, is what I'm trying to say, across the Vixen platform, which is spectacular. I mean, Vixen is known for their high-caliber content. The scenes are exquisitely shot. I would assume being on those sets, it's almost like being spoiled. Yeah, it really is. That's that's truly how you feel, and sometimes it's hard, like, when you get treated that way and get waited on that way, and you have someone always prepping your hair and makeup and always making sure that you have water and all that, it's really, really special. And so then when you go to another set and it's not as much like that, you're just like, oh, wow. You, you know, you're always chasing that dragon. You want to get back to, like, that because that is just, like, the top echelon of everything. Exactly. I mean, they are doing phenomenal work, both here domestically and internationally. Have you been able to go internationally with them? Yeah, uh, not yet with them. Um, I hope to in the next year, um, but I have gone internationally with Dorcel, and that was really great. I got to go to France this year, and I got to travel to Amsterdam afterwards, and that was very, very special. That was, like, epic. I mean, that's, like, one goal that I always wanted was to go out overseas for shoots, and I got to do it, so. No, absolutely. I mean, as far as companies internationally in Europe, I mean, they are iconic. I mean, I would assume that, you know, that's, like, a dream job to be able to work with them, and I would say almost equivalently, the style of their content is very high-end. It's high-caliber stuff. It's beautifully shot erotica. It is. It really is. And I feel like they're also just a brand that has been around for a long time, so you kind of have to pay respect to that. They're just something that, like, is kind of staple in 
Europe, which I didn't really realize, like how big Dorsel was over there. Um, and so that was cool to be able to do it. Dorsel's also interesting because everything gets dubbed, so you cannot speak during the sex, you know? So you kind of are forced to have to connect. I'm interrupting because I have seniority. <laughs> Lovely Christy Canyon here. I don't mean to interrupt, but I am. Aw. Let's talk about Bazawi. Is that how it's pronounced? Yes. Yes. The Bazawi Awards. Yes. Can you talk to me about, first of all, you know, getting the award, and second of all, like, what, what was that experience like for you? You know, it was really, really special for me because, to be honest, that scene was really hard. Like, we, I showed up, it was 90-something degrees, they had no air conditioning in this upstairs unit, they made me wear a full lace front long wig, and then I also had to wear a long velvet dress on top of that, and while I was filling out paperwork, I got bit by a mosquito three times through my shorts, and so I had to take a Benadryl, and then Brian Drill had to put a hand on my butt to make sure that I, and it was a non-drowsy Benadryl, of course, so it wasn't like I was sleeping, and then he had to put a hand on my butt to cover up the mosquito bite, so that was a hell of a shoot, and so to win an award for that, because I worked so hard and had all those things happen, it's just like really cool, because a lot of people would never know that all those things happen in the background, you just see the end finished product, and you're like, wow, that's amazing, so I think that that's kind of funny to share. I've spoken with other performers in regards to virtual reality and how that's shot. It's an incredibly intricate process. Yeah. Um, some could say maybe complex with the camera and the types of positions that you have to do. Um, you know, for the male performer in particular, I mean, he really is just, you know, laying there at times. And while, you know, the female performer, while you, would be sort of doing your thing, you know, pretending that the camera is them. But I want to get your take as the female performer performing in these virtual reality scenes where sometimes the performer might have to wear like a funny headpiece or they might be under like a huge contraption or something. What's it like performing in those types of scenes? Was it difficult in the beginning to sort of get into it? Because it is so, for lack of a better word, it's very mechanical. Yeah, it honestly, majorly, I, you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. It is very mechanical, especially because, you know, the male talent cannot react. You know, he can't make a sound. He can't really move because he's behind that VR camera. And if that VR camera moves even a slightest amount, I mean, the whole shot's messed up. So you have to really take all of those things into consideration. Um, and... You know, I think the VR camera also is very interesting too because like, you know, you're kissing on it and then they have ears on the camera so then you're whispering in the ears and like, obviously the guy can't respond back but all you see him doing is like, thumbs up, you know, or ah, you know, and he's trying to do what he can but like, it's very funny, like especially in the intros when you're talking because they're giving you nothing but you're the only one speaking but that's how that is but because you know the male that's watching isn't going to want to hear what some random male talent is saying because that's maybe not what they would be saying it also were, yeah. it also basically ruins the fantasy i mean yeah. the fantasy of virtual reality is that the person that's watching it is you know the man in the scene yeah yeah exactly now 
What's also kind of interesting, and you alluded to this uh, in, in the previous answer, is how cosplay has really, you know, become something that you've been doing in the scene work that you've been getting. Uh -huh. Have you been enjoying, you know, dressing up, getting into a character, maybe sometimes taking a, you know, a popular character, you know, like Game of Thrones and that sort yeah. of thing? Like, um, you know, are you enjoying getting the chance to, in essence, role play via cosplay yeah. on screen? Well, uh, it's pretty funny because, you know, uh, one of my exes, he was really, really into Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. So I used to, like, murder my hair bleach blonde for him to, like, look like that. So to do a Game of Thrones, like, porn all these years later is pretty funny to me because it's just, like, that's, like, I guess what I always saw myself as. Like, he, but then, you know, um, I remember him thinking that, like, Amelia Clark really had blonde hair. And I said, no, she's brunette. That's a $20,000 wig. And I remember his head just, like, bursting. He's like, whoa, what do you mean? You know? Um, but anyway, re-ask your question. I, I just ADD No, no, no you're, you're good. No, just uh, in regards to just cosplaying on oh, screen, being able to wear the costumes and all that kind of stuff. So cosplay, I think, is something that is, like, honestly an art. I think you kind of have to take it seriously. I've enjoyed doing it in professional scenes, but as far as, like, doing it on my own, I feel like it's something I have to take really seriously. People that are into cosplay, they are into cosplay. You can't just, like do some random shit. I mean, you can, but it's like the cosplay fans will see right through that. You have to really be on it, you know? And, um, yeah, I kind of, I would want to pay respect to the cosplay community if I really started doing it. So it's nice to be able to do it in a professional way. And not just for my content. But maybe I will start doing it for my content. I feel like I'm missing out on my bag with that, not doing it for, on my own, you know? No, that's true. That's a whole audience. Yeah. But you are right about it. Like, they take their shit seriously. If you fuck it up, if it doesn't look right, then they'll start complaining. Yeah. But if you do it right, I mean, that is a brand new audience that you can open yourself up to. Exactly. Yeah. World is my oyster. Exactly. Now, let's talk about your original content. What can the listeners expect from you, expect from you in regards to your original content? We are here, we're at the Loyal Fans booth. What can they expect? You know, you guys can expect a lot of things coming to me for coming from me with content um, coming in September. I'm starting to shoot again in September. I'm really gonna push more content instead of mainstream scenes because I feel I have established myself a lot with mainstream scenes. I'm still obviously gonna be working all the time with mainstream scenes, but I just really wanna switch my priorities slightly to be pushing my content because I really care about my fans and I also care about my stuff long term so I think that is going to be my goal when I get back to working in September so definitely watch out for my only fans because I'm going to be having a lot of stuff on there I plan to very nice I love the tease that sounds very very good can you share with the listeners exactly how they can find you on the web social media as well as where they can get your original content yes so my original content you can get on onlyfans.com and my onlyfans link is lily underscore bell xxx and my twitter is at your fave lil and my instagram is at bell of the underscore ball and you can find my link for my onlyfans and my content and all my other stuff with my updates on my twitter usually but I also update say work stuff on my Instagram. Fantastic. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. Thank you so much. It was great. Thanks for tuning in. If you want more information on this podcast or any of our other adult industry-oriented podcasts, please visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. You can also find Poppy Radio on Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. It's at PapiChulo one on one. It's simply at PapiChulo, the number one, the word on, and the number one. And listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. This is Papi Chulo coming to you live from Exotica, Miami, 2023. Until next time.